This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. On Hope 103.2, a pleasure to be joined by Levi McGrath in Melbourne. It seems like it's having a pretty good day, so this is good. Having a fantastic day. Thanks for having me on. No worries at all. Now, you've just got off touring with Third Day and Need to Breathe. How is that? What are the guys like behind behind stage? Just just incredible. They're really, really nice guys. I was, I was blown away. I was, I was sitting there with my drummer on the first day in catering and... Up walks a guy uh, in uh, I'm an unassuming outfit in his baseball cap and shakes my hand and introduces himself as Mac Powell and <laughs> I thought wow you're introducing yourself to me this is this is insane and uh, they were just the nicest most humble down to earth guys just keen to hang out keen for a chat was was so chilled out on show days and here am I getting so nervous about to play you know for a couple thousand people in Sydney and Melbourne and, and I was just absolutely panicking that these these guys are cool calm and collected just just professionals um on and off stage just amazing guys yeah they were good shows so i'm glad that they they just kind of keep that atmosphere going and i hear that you actually got your wife a banjo to be able to learn some of the need to breathe music <laughs> did she like actually get there with that oh she she didn't bring it along she was too nervous <laughs> to bring it along but i bought her a banjo for her birthday a couple of years ago because she she heard this song the outsiders by need to breathe we fell in love with that song we fell in love with the band and that was the only song she ever learned on the banjo. It hangs now in my studio wall. <laughs> and that's the end of that. But uh, I, I let the guys know about that and they had a good laugh. So oh, good on you. I'm, I'm glad it really went well for you. That's very cool. And it continues <laughs> to kind of go strong. Your new album, Come Home, out at the moment. What can we expect on the project? It's very different to my past stuff. So my past albums have been very kind of folk orientated, um, very singer-songwriter song, singer, in focus. And... And this album is, is a, a real step forward into kind of pop rock territory. I had a great producer, Sydney Sider, Jake Norder, uh, produced this album for me, and it's a, a full band sound, really upbeat, with lots of kind of radio-friendly songs. So the first single off it is, is called um, Don't Lose Your Heart. And the whole album is, is trying to, to be a real encouragement to, to people of faith, people that are not of faith as well, to encourage them that, look, God has done these incredible things for me. He's given me a, a way forward. He's given me a, a place where there was no hope to find hope again in my life and, and to push on and, and get on with things. So I'm really hoping it can be a great encouragement to Australia. Yeah, well, what people seem to notice about your music, and, and some may actually not know, is that you have such a strong sense of storytelling and the lyrics on there are just really, really deep and really thoughtful. And some of that kind of comes from this idea of you being this social justice musician. How do you sort of describe that? What does that mean? Well, I think that's going to be always intrinsically a, a part of my music. Um, ever since I went to Africa and spent spent six months in 2009 living in Uganda with my wife, we spent six months working with child soldiers um, that had been rescued or escaped from, from life with Joseph Coney in the bush, um, fighting on the front lines of battle. And we'd, we'd meet these kids that had you know, got bullet wounds in their, in their legs and have narrowly escaped death to survive through this awful war uh, with the LRA. And I, I think it just changed me for good. It, it opened my eyes to see that, man, these, these issues that we see as, as glancing stories on the news are real. They affect people it's not just statistics and coming back to australia i started working with a choir in melbourne working with homeless and disadvantaged people here in the city and i started to see the the effects of of poverty here in australia too i started to see the effects of of mental illness and and the effects of drugs and, and alcohol abuse and 
some of the people that, that I work with have been really pushed to the fringes of society. You know, some of the people have had strokes or, or are blind or, or have mental impairments and, and people just put them in the too hard basket. And I love to be able to sing and, uh, and put on a, a show with those wonderful people um, every week here in Melbourne and, and get to, to travel around and, and share their stories, share my experiences of social justice. And I, I think the church constantly needs a, a reminder that we need to get involved uh, in, in people's hard issues and hard life challenges. Has it always been music that has come first for you as a way to bring that to life and bring it to people's attention? Or did you start with this passion for social justice and helping those people that need it and then going, you know what, how can I tell the story? I, I wasn't passionate about social justice at all. I, I think I had like a sensitive heart maybe to issues growing up, but I was focused on sport and just, just playing music just for me. And it wasn't until I met my wife, Megan, uh, when I was 16 years old, she was this girl um, with blonde hair that was just absolutely <laughs> beautiful. And she had this massive passion for Africa and she'd do the 40-hour famine and she, she would tell me about how much she wanted to go and work with gorillas in Africa and maybe even the people too. And, and eventually <laughs> yeah, we got a, a chance to go. And, and at first for me, it was just a chance to try and impress her and win some brownie points. And, and I think God, God got under my, my skin with the, the message of justice that is so prevalent in the Bible. Um, and I and I started to believe that hey, music means so much to people. It's so powerful, and it can can often go like where where mere words can't. You know, I, I think a lot more people would download a song than a sermon. And so I, I really love to use the power of music um, for the. And you have had some pretty great successes with it, touring your music globally. Like if you look at the charts and the numbers, there's just such a following. For your music, how, where do you kind of correlate the success in that way with how it impacts people? Well, it's, it's really funny. I, I can't say or claim that I've had incredible radio success or anything like that, but I think Australians get stories, and, and particularly in the places I've toured, a lot of regional Australia, they really understand pain and struggling and suffering, particularly farmers and people that have been on the land and, and seen some struggling and, and suffering firsthand themselves. I think Australians naturally are, are quite compassionate. And when they find out about an issue, when, when an issue is, is humanised to them, particularly about child soldiers that I've worked with or seen poverty in, throughout Asia, I think people get it and they want to do something about that. And, and that's been part of my story too. So people have just connected with my music in that sense, I think. So tell us about some of the people that you have met while you've been doing these, these trips. Well, I, I met a guy called Paul uh, over in, in, in Uganda. He was a, a former child soldier himself. He was abducted at the age of 11, uh, taken away, tied in a group in the middle of the night from his, his little village where he slept in a, in a little mud brick grass thatch roof hut. He's tied up and he's led away with this group of kids uh, from his village and he's, he's marched up to Sudan where he's given a gun and, and told to fight. He's told he'll never see his family again. And he spends years there and years there until he's fighting one day and he's, he's told to go out and, and shoot at the enemy and he's hit with an RPG, a, a rocket-propelled grenade. And this blew apart his leg and for the rest of his life he's had to walk with, with crutches until we, we met him. And he came over to Australia and, and he's become like a brother to me. We're just best mates. And um, this incredible young guy, it's so sad to see him because he's the same age as me, yet... You know, can't run around, can't do all the kind of fun stuff I did. And we were fortunate, able to, to get him some sponsorship to get some 
corrective uh, kind of x-rays and stuff to, to see how he could get some better shoes and stuff to support him. And now he doesn't have to use crutches anymore. But, you know, thanks to a bit of modern technology and the incredible healthcare system we've got here, it's, it's really helped him out. But just seeing this guy, you know, fight to survive every day has just mm. been amazing. I, I see his courage and it gives me hope. It makes me want to have a bit of the same kind of resilience. Yeah, and it's amazing that you're able to go in, see these stories, and then communicate them in a way that really makes people aware, I guess, of, of what's actually going on. Because sometimes we are sitting at such a distance that you just don't go, uh, you, you don't know, kind of have that awareness of the daily reality that they're facing. Well, that's right. We, we are an island nation here in Australia, and we've got so much to offer the rest of the world. We are, we are such a, a wealthy country, and in, in the eyes of the world, we are such a lucky country, despite things that, that we might complain about or, or see as going wrong in our society. We have so much to be thankful for and, and just so much to share. And I really want to remind people of that through our music. There's a, a new song on, on my album um, called Don't Leave Me Alone, and it just tells the story of a family that my wife and I sponsor uh, over in Uganda, and they really have, have nothing. They live in, the, in Kampala in the capital city, and they send us jewellery once a month, and we go and sell that jewellery at markets and, and at my gigs, and just through that alone, they've been able to send their son to school and now to university. And their, their eldest boy, Derek, is is in university wanting to be a, an engineer and is just getting awesome marks and grades and we're mm. so proud of him. But I think if people just take that responsibility and go, what's right in front of me? Who can I care for? I think we're, we're doing our job. So in terms of the music and where you're going from now, what do you see your music looking like in the future? I would love uh, to really take things outside of Australia. I'd love to, to get over and be touring the US, touring Canada, touring the UK and, and Europe. And uh, I really hope to be, be touring Australia as well with, with a band, um, travelling right around, still the regional areas that I, I love to get to and sharing my music just as, as far and wide as possible and, and have people listening to it on radio and being blessed and encouraged and, and hopefully challenged towards getting involved in social justice as well. Brilliant. And if anyone wants to support your music or, of course, support the sponsorship and get behind what you're doing with social justice, what's the best yeah. way for us to get engaged? Just levimagrad.com.au is the simplest way to, to find out more. Fantastic. Levi, thank you so much for joining us on The Switch. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.